Hi there. So many of you know that I, uh, well, I studied betrayal. I've been through it. I've healed from it. I have a community that helps people physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually move through it with support and classes and coaching and all these things. One of the other things we have is the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And that was one of the discoveries that I made. And it's just, and it's this collection of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. Well, every single day, we have people taking the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? I read every single one of them. So within, I'd say about a year and a half or so, we've had over 7,000 people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And what's so interesting is the one, the, the response I got today just jarred me a little bit, but it's so common. So I want to share it and I want to explain what goes on with this. The comment was, I will get revenge. That's it. I will get revenge. Now, here's the thing. I understand how painful betrayal is. And it's so interesting, too, because when I was originally doing the study, I was studying the betrayal of a family member, a partner, or a friend. And it seemed like in all the research I was doing, and when I was even studying, um, just getting participants for the study, it was the family members and the partners, those betrayals were the ones that really broke us. I mean, of course, we're never broken bent. You know what I mean? And it was the friendship betrayals that anger the living life out of us. Now, that's not to say that the other ones don't anger us as well. But the it's the friendship betrayals. Yes, they cause rage and intense anger, but not that as well as the other stuff that the family member and the partnership betrayals cause. But the revenge thing is so interesting because yet, you know, yes, you may feel the need for revenge, but it's not fair to you. And I want to just go over some of the, some of what happens to your health when you're walking around with those kinds of emotions and think about it, you know, this is real, what you feed grows. So if all you're doing all day long, is plotting your revenge and thinking of all the ways you'll get back and hurt that person. And it doesn't even have to be this big, gigantic betrayal either. Like, let's just say a coworker took credit for your idea, right? I mean, that was your idea. They took credit for it. And all you're doing all day long is replaying. How are you going to get them back? What are you going to do? How, how are you going to, how are you going to, to just make yourself feel better based on this? But you know what you're also doing? You're igniting the stress response. And what that's doing is creating symptoms, illness, condition, disease. And so now you're noticing that maybe you're just so exhausted and you can sleep a whole night, wake up, need to sleep a whole night again. Or you notice that your hair is falling out or you notice you're gaining weight, particularly around the middle, right? And and what that's so classic too. Like if you're looking at it saying, you know, how did, where did this body come from? You know, I'm not doing anything differently. Yes, you are. This is the accumulation of these stress hormones, cortisol being one of them, that is just driving fat storage. It's like your body saying, oh, I get it. You're busy. So you know what? I, you know what? I won't deal with this fat right now. I'll just store it right here for you. So it's just there when you need it. That's what's going on. And then we have, um, you know, so many other symptoms too. I actually pulled some of the statistics. So you see what goes on with 
you know, with anger, just being one of the symptoms. So th this was just every every few months, we just pull the statistics from um, just some of the real bigger ones from the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, because I want you to know what, um, what an unhealed betrayal can do. And here's the thing. Yes, it's the gigantic betrayals. It's the, you know, you found out you've been taken out of the will or your partner had an affair or your best friend shared your secret. I mean, the things that just shock you and leave that impression on your on your body and mind. Yes, it's those, but it's the smaller ones too. It's the micro betrayals, the death by a thousand cuts betrayals, the, oh, it's no big deal betrayals. Yes, they are, right? All of those, they all have an effect. So I want to read you some statistics and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. So now this is, remember, over 7,000 people in a very short period of time have taken this post-betrayal syndrome quiz. And these are just some of the things that we find. 78% consistently revisit their experience. Right. So let's just use that example of your coworker taking credit for your idea. Seventy eight percent of people who've experienced something like that revisit it all the time. Eighty one percent feel a loss of personal power. That's upsetting. Right now, here you are. You want to be on top of your game, feeling like you have it all together and you feel powerless. That's a very upsetting feeling. 80% are hypervigilant. So using that same example, what would that mean? That would mean making sure you know what your coworker is doing all the time. So you can make sure it doesn't happen again. Or if it's a partner betrayal, where are they? What's going on? Check their phone, check their, you know, their whereabouts, all of that. Just that keeps you ignited in that stress response. 94% deal with painful triggers. Now, this is so interesting because we think something like PTSD is only reserved for, let's say, you know, war vets, right? They hear a car backfire and, you know, instantly they're reminded of their time in war. Well, that's not the case. Experiencing betrayal absolutely can leave you with PTSD triggers. And if that's what you're experiencing, please get the help that you need, the help and support that you need. Because what happens is cognitively, your mind knows this didn't happen just now when you see, let's say, a painful trigger, but your body is acting as if it's going on right then. So it's this real disconnect. It's like our mind has been hijacked and our body is responding as if it's going on again right now, although our mind knows that that's not the case. So it's almost like our mind is offline and it's very real and it's extremely painful. So if you're feeling that, you're not crazy. It's very, very real. Okay. 64% say that they struggle emotionally, right? I mean, these are some deep, deep feelings that we're experiencing because keep in mind, we're never betrayed by people we don't know. It's by the people we're closest to. So here we are uh, having this shared, what we believe to be a shared agreement and then uh, spoken or unspoken. And then without our awareness or consent, someone decided to break those rules extremely upsetting. So here are just some physical symptoms, the most common ones that we see. Low energy, 71% low energy, right? Because you're just absolutely exhausted from this experience. 68% have sleep issues, 63% extreme fatigue, 47% experience weight changes, and that could be weight gain or weight loss. And what I see is in an acute situation early on, right after D-Day, Discovery Day, you may lose a tremendous amount of weight because you absolutely can't even keep anything down. And I also see how over time, you may, there may be weight changes where you're gaining weight. And this is because you're looking to soothe, calm, numb, relax from this pain. 
And food has become the drug of choice. So in the beginning, it could be a, an extreme weight loss, and then it can be a, a weight gain. And then as your way of trying to cope and deal with these or not deal with these extreme full, you know, extreme full, did I just say <laughs> with these painful symptoms, we go to food to numb, calm, relax. And of course, it's not doing the job, but temporarily, you know, we're feeling some sense of relief. And that's why we're reaching for the food. And this is interesting too. 45% experience digestive issues. And this could be anything from IBS. It could be irritable bowel syndrome. It could be Crohn's. It could be diverticulitis, diverticulosis. It could be constipation, diarrhea, anything. And you know what's so interesting about this? And I remember reading about this too, um, reading about it. And then with my study participants, they were saying they had I me. Mean, I remember one, one person in my study was going to the hospital literally every few months because of, a, of an extreme digestive um, issue. And then once things were solved, you know, and, and she healed, she never went to the hospital again for the digestive issue. But here's what I find so interesting about the digestive issues. And I, I wrote about this in my book it's coming out soon called Trust Again. Um, and I actually, I walk you literally right through the five stages of betrayal to breakthrough. Think about what the digestive system does. It absorbs, digests, and processes food. Now, isn't something like a betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, anyone, isn't that difficult to absorb, digest, and process? right? So is it any wonder why our gut is responding to what's going on in our minds, mentally and emotionally? So um, now just think about that. Those are just some physical changes, right? So now here you are experiencing these physical symptoms that are making it really uncomfortable. You're exhausted. You're not, you know, you're not at the top of your game. And now I'm going to add in some of the mental and emotional ones. You ready? Mental uh, changes. So 78% feel overwhelmed. 70% are, uh, are in disbelief, 68% unable to focus, 64% are in shock, and 62% are unable to concentrate. Just mix those mental um, symptoms along with the physical. And can you see how challenging it would be just to even get through your day? Now I'm gonna add in more, these are the emotional ones. Personally, I think these are the hardest ones. And here's, 88% sadness are experiencing sadness. 83% are experiencing anger. So now just mix nothing more. Anger and sadness going back and forth between those two. I mean, just right. Can you see how challenging it would be to just you try to manage your emotions and then you do your work and then raise your kids or whatever it is, you know, your other obligations that you have going on. 82% are hurt, 80% uh, are experiencing anxiety, 79% are stressed, right? And rage, are, and that is just in there as well. We don't know what to do with these emotions. They're so, they're flaring. They're just so, um, they're coming at us so fast, so fear, you know, and so furiously, and we, we don't even know how to handle one from the next. So what I see is so often, it's like we're playing this game of whack-a-mole, you know, where we just, we're trying to tamp down one symptom or one emotion, and then another one comes up, and we try to deal with that, and then another one comes up, and it's this exhausting game of managing these 
physical, mental, and emotional symptoms as they arise. But meanwhile, if you notice, managing those symptoms never really truly gets to the root of the is issue, which is that betrayal, whether it's a long-standing unhealed betrayal or something really fresh and really new. So here's the thing too, which I found so interesting, and this is the reason why I wrote the book, and it's 84% have an inability to trust. And I get it. The person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So how are you going to trust a, a boss or a coworker or a friend or yourself, right? Because you're thinking, well, I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not, not know? How did I, how did this happen right under my nose? So it's really, um, it's really common. And I have, I teach a four part trust rebuilding process. It's in the book. It's also within the community. And I think I, I think I did a podcast episode on it. So check out the podcast too. Um, 82% say it's hard, finding it hard to move forward. 90% say they want to move forward, but they don't know how. So if you're uh, experiencing any of the symptoms that I've just talked about, first of all, you're not alone. You're not crazy. Um, and there's a, there's a way to heal from all of it. You know, it's, it's so common to feel so alone. And also, you know, it's a point, it's, it's when we've experienced something so hard, so painful, think about how, you know, your coping style, maybe you retreat, maybe you, you, you pull back. Maybe there's so much shame, fear of judgment that you don't share. You know, you're not talking about this. Well, you know something at a time where we need support the most, that's, that's when we're the least likely to reach out for it. Maybe we're protecting the betrayer or maybe we're just, we just don't want to hear about it. So we try to manage all of this on our, on our own. And um, it's too hard. It, it takes support, but I'll tell you, it takes the right type of support because the wrong type of support does more harm than good. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but let's say you see a coach, a therapist, a counselor, someone who isn't very well schooled in this. And you know what they may say? And I hear this within my community all the time. Oh, well, you just need to communicate better. Oh, well, you know what? You need to do this or, oh, you need to do that. And now here this betrayed person is feeling so unheard, so uh, not understood, not seen. A and it's and it's not right. It's not right because this is a huge, um, this is a huge shattering of trust that affects the heart, the mind, the body, all of it. Nothing is left untouched with a betrayal. And it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be validated. Not so we stay stuck in it at all. And I see so many people creating their story. And I get it. It's a powerful story. And it gives you all kinds of of benefits. And you may say, benefits? What benefits can I be receiving? Well, think about it. You get to be right. You get your story. You may be getting a whole lot of sympathy. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. Oh, yes, there are benefits. And you may have convinced yourself that those benefits are worth hanging on to this story. And then what happens is that story becomes so familiar and you've repeated it so many times. You know what happens now? Now it becomes your identity. And think about this. We never want to be without an identity. So now as much as you may say, well, of course I want to let this go. Oh, no, you don't because we don't want to be without an identity. And if you haven't figured out a new version of you that's waiting for you when you give up that story, that story is going nowhere. And I know that sounds so crazy. And if I haven't coached thousands of people on this within the last 28 years, I would have questioned it myself. 
I've worked with people with disease. And you may think, well, of course they want to get rid of that disease. But you know what I found? If they haven't figured out who they'd be without it, that disease is going nowhere. And maybe they are receiving some benefit of they finally get a break. They finally get some attention. They finally get some time off. I have no idea what it is for you. But I invite you to consider what the benefit may be for you. But getting back to that anger, that anger is so destructive. I, you know, you know, I always botch up quotes, but there's something, something about, um, you know, what is it, it's it's drinking. What is what you know what I'm trying to say? It's drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? That's what happens with all this anger. It is so destructive. It's so, and, and then think about it. Here's something that someone did. Could be a week ago, could be a month ago, could be a decade plus ago. They may not even know, remember, or even care that they did that. And I know it sounds awful, but it's true. People are acting from their current level of consciousness. So let's say this is some this was something that they did, let's just say 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? And you're so angry and you're plotting your revenge, and you're thinking how you're going to get back at them. And I get it because I was right there. And it was making me so sick. And then you know what happens at some point? At some point, hopefully, and this is the gift in all of it, you realize, you know what? I'm worth so much more than this. I deserve to feel better. I deserve to look better. I deserve to live better. And I'm giving that person way too much power way too much power. And we think that there's something really bad or really wrong with um, acceptance, moving towards acceptance. And by no means does, does that mean you're thinking it was good what they did, you're setting yourselves up for it to happen again. No, just like forgiveness. We think, oh, you know what, am I, am I a pushover? Does that mean I'm setting myself up for it again? And I'm going to do so many more talks on forgiveness. No, it does not. It means you don't want to carry the burden of this pain anymore. It means you don't want this, this other person or people to have this power over you anymore. You, you love yourself enough to set yourself free. And I, and I'm telling you, and I see it within this community, the healing that takes place when, when you move towards, and I get maybe forgiveness is way too much of a step in the beginning. Yes, that's very, very true. And that's why in the five stages, we did not see that that was a really good move early on. It backfired every single time. When it was time, it's the most appropriate thing for you. And of course, for anybody that you know is in your care and reach that would benefit from it. But acceptance and then forgiveness. And what happens to you physically would blow your mind. You look better. You stop this accelerated aging that goes on when you're constantly igniting the stress response. You're, you improve your immune system. Your hormones start regulating. I have worked with so many people who thought they were in menopause and actually reversed it because their hormones started regulating. And then all of a sudden their skin cleared, their hair grew, their weight changed. They got their waist back. I mean, if I tell you how many amazing, amazing changes. So just to sum this up, I get it. You have every right to be angry and you were duped. You were blindsided. You were treated with such a level of disrespect that never in a million years would you do to anybody else. I get it. I've been there. I also get that it's not fair to you to make yourself sick over it. So what do you do? 
Hopefully this helped. And I also just want to share with you, the quiz is available for you to see to what extent you may be struggling from post-betrayal syndrome. That's just at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. And, um, and also we've opened up our new community. There's nothing like it that exists. It's been created in response to what everybody in the study said they needed to heal, what all my clients said they needed to heal, what worked for me, and what the 7,000 plus people who've taken the post-betrayal syndrome quiz said they needed. There's 24-7 support. All my programs are in there. There's a loving community in there with people who get it, but not to sit and commiserate and stay stuck, to lift, inspire, and support. There, there are classes daily classes from the most incredible coaches teaching you anything you know with as far as health and mindset personal development and psychology and spirituality i'm in there every day we have curated experts teaching these amazing one-time master classes coaches you could schedule time with they're all certified they're all amazing bringing not just an understanding of the five stages of betrayal to breakthrough but bringing in their own really cool stuff that they know there is no place that exists like this um, i am so honored to share it with you. And, um, and we just opened up. So this is just, it's so new, so exciting, so many exciting goodies for joining us right now. You deserve to heal. You know, the, the study found that there is a very specific protocol moving you from one stage to the next. It's all available for you within the community. And it also, uh, the study proved that we need support. We know that, and we know the type of support you need. It's all available to you. So Staying stuck truly is a choice. You don't have to stay angry. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to stay sick or sad. None of it. None of it. And here's the thing too. Your betrayal does not have to define you. It should and can be the absolute catapult taking you from what you thought you could never heal from to a place of post-betrayal transformation. And that is the complete and total rebuild, very specific to betrayal. So what I see all the time is people can come in with a betrayal and they leave with you know a new body. They leave with new health. They leave with a new business idea. They leave with a new way to look at life because of who they've become. Because when you can heal, from something as devastating as betrayal, there are no limits. You become this force because, um, you know, think about it. That person that you gave your heart, your love, your mind, your, your, you know, your, your trust to destroyed it. When you can rebuild the self, the entire self, coming back from abandonment, rejection, confidence, worthiness, trust. Did I say rejection? all of those that and more um, when you rebuild all of that you become absolutely unshakable so I'd be honored to help you in that process the the community is open we we just would so love you to heal to find that warm welcome space that you need to do total complete and deep healing have a good day everybody talk to you soon bye-bye